Hello, welcome to another episode of the Fix Medical Group podcast. I'm Dr. Patrick Ucarola, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Miss Chelsea St. Jacques. She is the director of our fitness and rehab team, and today we're going to be talking about fitness. So, welcome to the show, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. Of course. So, you've been with us for about six years, right? About six years. <laughs> about yeah. six years. It's been a good six years. Um, we've worked with, I don't know, countless patients together, worked on tons of different programs. But one of our main focuses, I guess, together, but specifically your role is the fitness. So what does fitness mean to you? Fitness is everything to me. It's what I plan my day around. It's what wakes me up in the morning. It's what I sweat. It's how I get my heart rate up. It's how I clear my head. It's everything to me. Um, And when I'm not like working out super hard, I'm planning my day around stretching and moving because I believe movement is medicine. So that's what I plan my day around. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to say it's a lifestyle. Um, A lot of people just think of fitness as that little like 30 hour minute or even a two hour workout that's built around their day. But in reality, fitnesses should be a part of like almost every aspect. Like even if you're sitting down at a computer working all day, there could be some uh, form of fitness built into that getting up and doing stretches, even while you're sitting down, that is a form of fitness. So it's when it's built into that lifestyle, that's where you're going to make changes. Now, if you don't do that, then you're going to go downhill. But today we're going to be talking about um, not only, you know, lifestyle kind of fitness, but some very specific aspects to it. And most of it in regards to weight loss, which is what a lot of people think fitness is. I guess that's where they, their motivation comes from. I'm going to do fitness or exercise because all they can think about is like dropping the weight, looking better, which is a nice bonus of it. But there's so many aspects of, um, I guess your life that can benefit from fitness. So we mentioned weight loss, but there's a ton of things you already mentioned. Um, kind of clearing your head and like your life or I want to say revolves around it, but it's a big part. You're not obsessed, but it's in a good obsession. I want to say, because you know how much benefit can have, um, whether it be heart disease, you know, reduction of cancer, just feeling good, looking good, all those things. So today we're going to be tackling a lot of that. Um, but I guess a lot of people are confused. There's a ton of misinformation out there. You can go on articles, websites, Mm -hmm. see all those things. Um, so one of the myths, um, that a lot of people think about are just like, I have to do these long workouts to, uh, to get the results. And, um, I know that's pretty much wrong, but what are your thoughts? So longer workouts are not as beneficial as people think, especially if it comes to weight loss, you want to work smarter, not harder. So ideally what you're trying to do and focus on is getting your heart rate up, sustaining it and keeping good form throughout. So those 20, 30 minute workouts are going to be super beneficial versus your hour long workouts where you're going to end up overtraining, getting poor form, and your heart rate's not going to be able to sustain for that long. So you're not getting as much benefit as you think you are. Yeah. Um, Just adding things into your life. I mean, I've definitely walked in here, you know, when you're not um, working with our patients or doing things, you know, a lot of times you're on the computer doing other, um, I guess, working on programs, whatever it may be. And I've walked in and like, what stretch are you doing? What are you doing in here? I'm like, she was getting her fitness in because she was tired of sitting at the desk, but she was still incorporating a small aspect into it. I mean, you've seen, uh, what does Pam have up at the front desk? Those <laughs> She always has a, a couple dumbbells, maybe a kettlebell, sometimes a PVC pipe, just <laughs> to get a few reps in, just keep that blood flowing. Yeah, I found out because I stubbed my toe on the weights <laughs> that were behind the desk, um, but I wasn't mad because I'm like, I'm very happy that, you know, Pam is working on her fitness while she's, you know, handling phone calls, answering emails, kind of taking some breaks because we live it here. We don't just <laughs> talk the talk. We're going to walk the walk. Um, 
Yeah, I guess when it comes to those longer workouts, I think people like to use that as an excuse, right? You know, your example where you're working on a computer, if you're working all day, when I'm not going to have time to get a workout in or work on my fitness. And that's essentially a myth that you can find little breaks. It doesn't have to be those long hour workouts, right? Exactly. And a lot of the times we live such busy lifestyles nowadays that people think that they need that long workout to be efficient and be effective when that's not always the case. Getting that 10, 20, even 30 minute workout in is going to be more beneficial and it's going to help with your busy lifestyle. And just, yeah, just kind of breaking it up and you're going to feel better too. There's a ton of research on just overall work productivity, which is a nice bonus to it, but also you got to work on yourself. But if you're more productive, you're going to feel better at the end of the day. You're going to have less stress. You got the things done. So overall life is going to be better and you're able to, I guess, get the results that you are seeking out. You don't have to wait and be like, okay, oh, I have a two hour break. Now I can get that workout on when you kind of fill in those little spots, whether it be just even stretching, you know, in between your work day or doing different things or just getting some 10 minute workout in. Um, it's still going to be beneficial. Then a lot of people just throw it away and be like, oh, can't make it to the gym. Guess I'm not working out today. And that's where we're always going to find excuses. Life is busy. <laughs> we work in this world. Um, we're extremely busy as well. But if you look at us, you can see that we are some very fit people because we are walking the walk. Um, and I guess that leads into another one of those kind of myths that people think about as like, oh, I have to do these long, long workouts and no pain, no gain kind of mentality. And that's not inherently true at all. Yes, the no pain, no gain or thinking like I need to sweat really hard to get a good workout is not always beneficial either. We want to be mindful with our movement. You don't want to just go to the gym and be like, I'm going to, you know, lift this super heavy weight, lift that super heavy weight and just get as much time under tension as you possibly can, which is potentially going to lead to injury and again, overuse. And that's going to end up straining your muscles. And again, the more you're tearing them, you're not rebuilding. So you're not getting that muscle gain, which isn't going to lead to fat loss. Yeah, And then you're going to have to take some time off or all the workouts mm -hmm. that you're going to do afterwards are not going to be as effective because you're not able to work out in a, um, I guess, in a properly intense way. So the no pain, no gain just prolongs your results. And in, uh, in my opinion, I guess, in this world. Um, yeah. Anything else to add what you see with clients? Well, and it's important to know that you can have those days where it's you can push. But I always tell people it's like once, maybe twice a week because you have to allow the body to recover. Mm -hmm. So don't think you need to go to the gym and push it every single time. Again, m movement is medicine. So just getting the blood flowing, getting the body movement is going to be much better than not doing anything at all. 100%. Um, I recently started boxing, I believe the last, like, I think it's about been about a year, June. And I was just working out with this coach about one time a week, just one-on-one. -on -one. And it, just to be honest, it was kicked my ass. It was something <laughs> I hadn't done ever, but it was just a different type of workout. But I had to tailor all my other workouts around it a little bit because I knew how much I was going to push myself. If I did even a halfway uh, workout to that, like the next day or the day before, my body wasn't recover. If I did something the day before that workout or that um, boxing session was not going to be right. So I had to kind of work my way around it and had to actually plan and schedule. I couldn't just go in there willy nilly and hope for the best. Like in order to get the results, I needed to be mindful of what I was doing to my body so I can continue to push myself. And now I'm able to do more because I kind of gave my body a chance to recover, built up the strength, built up that endurance, and my body was able to sustain, sustain more. So now I can do a lot more than I did back then. But a lot of people just kind of 
go for it and they jump right in you know people happens it's all because the time. you have that knowledge so you know what to do <laughs> yeah um yeah i guess so in, in this uh in this career we also get to see a lot of things i don't know how many of our patients are like oh what happened I don't know. It came out of nowhere. We look at their lifestyle and they're like, oh, you haven't done anything for six months, but all of a sudden you've got this little urge and now you're going to the gym six days a week, you know, off the bat, you didn't build up to it. And they just went, I got to go like I did when I was 21 years old, the no pain, no gain, two hour, three hour workouts all at once. And their body wasn't ready for it. And now we're helping them with those injuries and having to coach them to kind of properly progress it. Exactly. And then it becomes a deterring factor. And then people think, oh, working out is bad. I don't want to do it anymore. It's not helping me at all. I have to do this now. And yeah, so you always want to take it easy in the gym and focus on good form. And again, pushing when it's necessary, but it's not all the time. Yeah, it's called progressive overload, not mm -hmm. too much overload, right? <laughs> you're easing into it and you're slowly progressing yourself and you're, I guess, not coasting into it, but you are just gradually progressing that. And that's where you're going to get the those goals that everyone wants. And I guess everyone usually has some type of goal. One of the main ones you hear about is fat loss, or I want to build, you know, build my glutes or get some abs and people just kind of go gung ho all at once. Um, or like, you know, I really want to just lose this belly fat or, you know, the know the my tricep fat that what is it those bat wing kind of areas like oh i'm working out my arms like crazy because i want to get rid of these uh bat wing fat and like that's not how you're going to do it you can't just target just fat i guess that was specific areas of fat yeah so that's a big one where people tend to overtrain certain areas because they think that you can target fat loss that's not the case at all. Muscle grows where you put it. I tell people that all the time. So yes, you will get muscle gains there, but that doesn't mean fat loss. If you want a true fat loss, you have to have an overall full body program so that you're getting that true fat burn everywhere. But if you're just overtraining one area, again, it's going to potentially lead to injury or it's going to deter you from working out because you're not seeing the results you want. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we see it all the time with runners. They just want to like, oh, got to run, 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 just got to burn all these calories so I can lose fat and they're not seeing the results that they expected um, because they're just not doing it in the proper way. And that really comes down to the knowledge that you mentioned earlier about proper coaching or guidance or not reading everything on the internet. <laughs> well, you can read everything, but you got to pick and choose which uh, what's actually truth, right? Exactly. <laughs> there are some cool things out there when it comes to like more medical aesthetics that you can't spot, <laughs> spot treat uh, fat. But when it comes to actual fitness, there's nothing. You can't just do this ab crunch that's just going to give you abs. That's going to be a mixture of full body workouts, doing the proper progression, all those things, adding in the cardio at the certain times, recovery, as well as nutrition. It's a full mm -hmm. system, but if you're just doing ab workouts, you ain't going to get the results. It's very true. <laughs> um, and I guess kind of going in that same direction, a lot of people are worried about lifting weights because they're worried about getting bulky when they're kind of focused on, oh, I just want to get tone. I just want to lose that belly fat and everything like that. So, but I don't want to lift weights because I'm just going to get bulky and huge. I'm like, do you know how hard people have to try to actually get bulky and muscly. I mean, we males do it all the time. Specifically males are like, oh, I'm trying to get bigger and bigger and how hard and intent they have to work out to actually put on muscle. So people are, you know, just doing a nice and consistent exercise program where they are lifting weights. You're not going to get muscle. It's not that easy. That's why it's a professional sport now. Exactly. And that's one of the big thing for a lot of my women clients is they are afraid to pick up anything heavier than a five pound dumbbell. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get so bulky. It's not like, I don't want to be like that at all. And that's just not the case. It takes so long to get like that. Even if you were to try, like doing it for 
years is what it takes. So I always tell specifically my female clients, I mean, even males out there too, but you're not going to get bulky overnight, just like you're not going to lose the fat overnight. Like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like how come it takes so long to lose weight? Well, same thing. It still takes just as long to build muscle. So if you're looking to lose the fat, gain a little bit of muscle tone, which is going to help keep the fat off, then you need to start lifting some weights. Yeah. And that's honestly one of the best ways to actually lose fat is to build muscle. Muscle burns more calories than fat. Exactly. <laughs> Looks a lot better as well. And your overall metabolism is ramped up. So when you are kind of doing more weight lifting, those like kind of more, I want to say, intensive workouts, not the low state cardio or just sitting around, your body's uh, metabolism is ramped up. So yeah, you're lifting weights and you're trying to build a little bit of muscle, but overall you are losing fat. If you follow bodybuilders, they're kind of programming lot of times they're just lifting a lot of weights and then they start adding cardio at the end to actually start I guess getting to that physique form but overall they're adding on a lot of muscle to get their body in that ramped up form so they can burn fat like crazy and that's what I tell a lot of my clients is that cardio only burns a certain amount of calories in that moment whereas lifting weights burns calories for the rest of the day and then when you build that muscle it's sustained throughout so you're burning more calories throughout the rest of the day than just I just burned this many at this moment. Mm -hmm. And then, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> if we just wanted to look into, we'll just go into the aesthetic side. Let's be vain for a little bit. All right. So I want everyone to picture: you have a marathon runner, then you have that Olympic sprinter. Which body do you want? Most people are going to choose the sprinter. They're muscly, both male and female. They have more muscle on them, but they're still very lean. They didn't get that lean just by, you know, running, you know, 30 miles per day or anything like that. They are adding in those sprint workouts. They are do lifting weights and they're shredding that body fat, but they have a more muscular tone. And that is what most people, I want to say, I'm air quoting here for the viewers that can't see us. Uh, most people want their body to look um, in just terms of, yeah, aesthetics. And that comes down to not just doing the cardio. Cardio has its point, um, has its spot in the weight loss realm, but it really comes down to a system. So that's a good way of putting it. And that's another way that you can look at workouts. So if you look at your workouts and you're training long periods of time over long days, weeks, months, or years, you're not going to get necessarily that trim tone weight loss kind of body that you want versus if you're doing short very um, high intensity kind of workouts you're going to get more of that muscle tone long and lean right same thing like if you were looking at a sprinter who does very short six second workouts versus your mile long runner over here so that's how I kind of try to tell people when you're working out that's what it should tailor to is you should have short bursts of intensity, shorter amounts of time versus the long sustained. But I mean, I'm not saying you can't go for a five mile hike, like please go enjoy, but it shouldn't be your overall every day. Yeah, that's a great transition. So let's kind of break down um, some different workouts and kind of overall grasping uh, aspects to weight loss when it comes to fitness. So you mentioned kind of the uh, interval or the high intensity uh, interval training. Can you break that down a little bit more? So high intensity interval training is basically kind of what it sounds like. It's high intensity, it's broken down into intervals, and it's based on your types of training. It can be um, body weight, calisthenics, it could have weights involved, and you're basically, you don't want it any longer than 20 minutes long, okay? And that's not including a warm-up or a cool-down. 
But basically what you're trying to do is spike your heart rate, sustain it, have short rest, and keep your heart rate up at that high intensity. Um, Depending on your age is where you kind of want to bring it to, but we usually tell people it should be above 160. And you can do it with so many different things, whether even if you're just going for a walk, you go for, you know, time it, you know, you're just picking up the pace for about a minute and then you you know, take a 30 second little slower walk and then you just pick it up. I do that when I go run. I don't run a ton, but if I am going to go for a three mile run, I amp up the pace for a little bit and then I kind of slow it down. I'm kind of going up and down and I'm still getting that three mile run in, but I'm not going at that kind of slower pace and it makes it more fun to me. I can't stand just doing the same thing. <laughs> Chelsea's known me for six years now. Yeah, she knows that I'm not very good at uh, doing just one thing for a long time. I get a little uh, antsy and want to pick it up, but it works in term, thank God, the science, um, but also what I personally enjoy. It keeps a little bit more variable, and you're not just doing the same thing over and over again. And it applies to weightlifting. I know, go ahead and go into kind of some of your lifting, if you want to say um, mechanics, but your kind of protocols or when it comes to high intensity intervals. So with weightlifting, um, I usually tell people with, and it comes to high interval, high intensity interval training, excuse me, um, Again, you don't want super heavy weights. It has to be manageable that you can have for a a short amount of time, but it's still trying to spike your heart rate up, right? And it should be movements that you're comfortable with. It shouldn't be something crazy like we're going to be doing a a ton of overhead snatches and you've never done that before. I'm not saying you can't do it, but pick something that's comfortable that you can move without having to think about it, right? And that's what's going to help build it so that you're not thinking about the movement and you can focus on spiking your heart rate up. Amen. Um, I guess we already covered a little bit about weight training, but you can do just standard weightlifting type stuff, whether it be body weight, um, calisthenics, or actually lifting heavy things overhead, and how it can build up the muscle, ramp up your metabolism, especially when you're incorporating the uh, interval training. But let's kind of break down cardio a little bit, because so many people I feel like are still stuck in that mentality. That's how I have to lose weight. Um, especially around January, I just feel like, you know, I know we're past that, but um, a lot of people are like, oh, I just started running because I'm really trying to burn off this fat, but they're not going to the gym anymore. That's how they kind of focus, and it's just wrong, right? It is. It's just wrong. Honestly, if you look at anybody that's in any type of workout program, whether it's calisthenics, whether it's high-intensity interval training, whatever it is, it has a cardio aspect, but it always has a weight training aspect as well, and that's the main focus. You want to build the muscle and then trim the fat. Mm -hmm. It's just going to trim. It's not going to burn. You have to build the muscle to burn the fat. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that, you know, running, cycling, all those things aren't good for you. There definitely are some, I guess, ways to fit it in. And you can do it while you're trying to trim weight. But don't just rely on it as the see-all, be-all kind of program. Incorporate it into your program. Don't just throw it away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just incorporate and don't just rely on that and hope for results. Yeah, you're going to lose a little fat, but if you're truly wanting to make a big weight loss uh, change, it's a part of the system. Mm -hmm. All right. The biggest one. I think this is the biggest. You ready, guys? Here's the biggest tip when it comes to fitness in terms of weight loss. Actually, in terms of anything in regards to fitness. Consistency. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you, Chelsea? (laughs) Consistency means like you don't fall off the bandwagon. Like I'm going to go hard for the first months and then all of a sudden you start going like a couple days and then all of a sudden your life gets busy birthday parties events traveling and then you kind of fall off the bandwagon it doesn't matter what you have going on some days I wake up at five in the morning just to get my workout in because I know I have a busy day 
and I am just trying to make sure that it's staying consistent. And again, I'm not going to the gym to kill myself. I'm going to the gym to move because I know my body needs it, right? So being consistent is also about finding the time when life gets busy. And like we talked about in the beginning, it doesn't have to be those two-hour time slots. Like if you use that as an excuse because you can't make the gym, I'm not going to get my workout or my fitness in today, you are inevitably going to fail in this world because you're busy, right? That's a part of life, but making sure that you're planning. And that's what I really try to coach a lot of our patients on is let's put a plan together. Let's look at the schedule and be like, oh, I'm just too busy. I'm like, well, let's break it down. Here's your lunchtime. How long is this? Okay. What do you usually do for the other 20 minutes of your lunch? Cause I know you're not eating for an hour and 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> um, and they're like, Oh, I just kind of sit around and play on my phone. Well, yeah, that's a great time. You don't have to break a huge sweat. You can just get moving, whether even just going for a walk and movement throughout the day is another thing that you really kind of coach a lot of people on. I want all of my patients to start off something that's easy for them. If I put them on something that's very intense, something that's very time committed, it doesn't make it as easy. And also finding something that they love to do, right? Like there's so many different ways to move. And finding that movement for you is going to help you stay consistent. Yeah. And um, I can kind of mention it, you know, going for walks on your lunch break or even like when you get up to go get another... <laughs> cup of coffee or getting up to get some water doing a little brisk you know take an extra two minutes and walking around a little bit more you can do some push-ups you can do some air squats just any type of movement even if it's just five minutes that's better than nothing and it builds up over time if you set an alarm i have a lot of patients do this that are um, stuck on their computer i'm like set an alarm every half an hour and i just want you to do 10 air squats and 10 push-ups okay that maybe takes three minutes but if they did that (laughs) That's a basically a 30-minute workout throughout the day, and they didn't have to go to the gym. They didn't have to wake up at 5 in the morning because good for you, Chelsea. I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but like she said, it's a part of her lifestyle, and it makes her happy. Um, but if you're not that person and you maybe have a, a family, kids to take care of, that's not able to do it, just breaking it up throughout the day and making it a part of your lifestyle. A lot of people, you know, after they, they, you know, they cook dinner or whatever they're doing, they're sitting on the couch with their husband, wife, their kids, whatever, go for a walk. Do a little 20 minute workout as a family. It can be on the couch. It can, I mean, on the floor in the living room while the TV's on or just getting outside going for a walk. How much benefit it has on your hormones or overall just fitness, your heart, everything, how you digest. It's good for you. And that's a part of being consistent. It's about movement throughout the day and planning those things. So you're aware because it's always easy when you just kind of something happens right now. But if it's set in your schedule, you are going to succeed. That's going to help you with your goals. I agree. You've got to schedule it out. You have to plan it out. Um, if you're not doing that throughout your week, throughout your day, it's never going to become a habit. And that's the thing with fitness is it's now a habit for me. It's not necessarily just something that I do. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. She's angry when she comes to work and she hasn't got her workout in probably. I am. Yeah, she's a little uh, moody. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess going in kind of the same realm when it comes to scheduling and planning just organizing your life you're going to be more successful that also comes down to your actual workouts not just doing a free-for-all throwing things at the wall and hoping it sticks kind of thing actually putting together a program and it doesn't have to be this intensive like one times three you know whatever you need to do written in a book or written in a book but an actual program um, an idea of what you're doing you actually have a plan behind it so I guess kind of go through what your program of your general week looks like a program of my general week um 
usually just throwing this at you. I don't know what you actually do, so sorry. But <laughs> um, I usually do CrossFit three times a week, which is dependent on, of course, their programming. So, um, and then from there, I do my own, um, like what I call prehab that I do to make sure that my shoulders and hips stay nice and strong. I do aerial three times a week and I do intensive stretching three times a week. So that's a lot of days if you just broke that out, but you're doing that. A lot of those are you done on the same day, mm-hmm. right? And so it's finding time for it. Like as mentioned, you're stretching sometimes when you're working or even when you're with the clients, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, getting your stretch in to build that into that system. Like for me, I know that I'm always boxing. I'm boxing on Fridays. So I plan that nothing else <laughs> gets in the way, um, except for some travel, I guess, and some work things. But for the most part, that has set my schedule because if I didn't do that, I wouldn't make it happen. Usually on Wednesdays, we finish up with a training and I do probably about a 30 minute workout right here at our physical therapy floor. Um, and on Monday afternoons, I know I'm off, I'm done treating patients around four. So usually I'm planning around at least five or six. I'm going to do some type of workout. And on Tuesday mornings, I usually go for a run. I have a meeting to start off the day at 7 a.m., but I'm not in the office at 11. So I could sit on the couch and hang out, but usually I just go on. It might just be like a 20 minute run, but it's built into that. And on the weekends, those are the big, those are the big workouts that doesn't even involve a gym. I'm usually trying to go for a hike, do something, riding a bike, um, might do boxing again, who knows, but I'm just moving, having fun, um, but keeping that in my fitness. And when you look at that throughout the week, that builds upon each other. A lot of those things aren't like completely set in stone. I'm have to do this, but I'm still managing to work things out where I'm building the strength. I'm getting a little bit of cardio in when it comes to boxing and running, but it's not this like concrete like scheduled out oh my god if I miss this I'm going to die kind of programming but I'm keeping myself moving and I have a pretty set schedule there is some wiggle room with it but I know those days that I'm going to be doing some kind of some form of exercise and so it's planned out and that's where I'm going that's why I'm seeing results and I'm staying consistent with it and that's key so a big thing also is finding something that you again like to do so you found boxing so you have a a day that you go to boxing so it makes it easy to to set that in your schedule right um for me same thing I like doing aerial so I have that set in my schedule at this time is when I'm going to go right for a lot of our patients who don't necessarily go to the gym or do things like that I tell them it's very important to figure out if you're a morning person or if you're a night person or if you're a day person, right? Because that's also going to help keep you consistent. If you're consistently waking up early and just kind of twiddling your thumbs, trying to slowly get ready, that'd be a great time to go work out and figure out that program that you can do either at home or at a gym. So that way it's keeping that habit there. Same thing if you're always at the end of your shift if you have an extra hour that you can kill that's a perfect time to go to the gym set that schedule and make the workouts work for you perfect all right let's summarize real quick and then we're going to hit one last thing so solutions for fitness for weight loss ready schedule it plan it have a proper program don't just kind of go into it free for all you need to have some kind of set idea of what you want to do so it builds up those habits And the last one that we haven't really discussed, but it's kind of been intertwined is having some type of mentor or coaching. 
both Chelsea and I are pretty knowledgeable on this, but we're still growing. We still, I still use my boxing coach. <laughs> you know, I work with them and I'm still reading articles. I still speak with Chelsea and I ask her questions. Sometimes I have her, um, you know, build a little program for me. She mentions that she goes to CrossFit three times a week. She also does the aerial and the silk. All those require different coaching and different experts in the field. So even as, I guess, knowledgeable um, we are in this realm of fitness, we also are always still seeking more knowledge. And so people are, like, ashamed when they don't know. One of my really good friends is scared to go to the gym. She's like, I just don't know what I, what I need to do. And I'm like, well, you have me to help guide you and coach you, and you also have trainers and other experts in this world. And so don't use that as an excuse. If you're motivated and you really want to make a change, find that mentor. And that's one of the one of our pillars, actually, um, when it comes to our restart program and how we guide people through these lifestyle programs to achieve health. And so whether it be for weight loss, aesthetics, or anything, having those pillars and having someone to coach and guide you step-by-step step is huge um, in pretty much every aspect of life. All right? Um, well, thank you very much, uh, you guys, for listening. Thank you very much, Chelsea, for joining us today. Um, next week, we're going to be covering, actually, high-intensity interval training, a little bit more detailed and breaking down um, some specific programming. This today was kind of an overall uh, summary um, of fitness in regards to fitness, but we kind of started dipping into a bunch of different areas. But to next week, we're going to really kind of hit it hard with high-intensity interval training. So thank you, Chelsea, very much for joining us today. Thank you, Patrick. And this is Patrick, Dr. Patrick Ucarola and Chelsea St. Jocks with Fix Medical Group. We'll see you next week.